Picture your life as a four-burner stovetop. One burner represents your family, one is your friends, the third your health, and the fourth, career. Now, if you have them all going at once, you're going to burn out. So in order to be successful, you need to turn one off. If you want to be super successful, they say turn off two. My name is Josh Earl, and by the end of this podcast, we'll see which ones are being left on and which ones are getting turned off. This is Four Burners. Hello and welcome to Four Burners. My name is Joshua and joining me this week, comedian, podcaster, all-round sick dude. Please welcome to Brett Blake, everyone. Yes, yes, yes. G'day, mate. Thanks for having me. I apologise. I'm coming into a, like a, a podcast that's meant to be like you know, insightful and friendly, but I'm, I just went to my mechanics and he gave me a <laughs> fucked bill and now I just want to punch every cunt in the face. So, so let's, let's talk about it. So a new mechanic, not your, not your regular one? My regular mechanic, great guy, love him, moved to Coburg. I was like, I'll try these guys up the road. And as yeah. soon as I walked in there, I was like, this cunt is going to come up with some numbers. And he did. And, uh, but also like, it's kind of wild to me, like, because I make sure I go in and shake their hands and, yeah. and I let them know what's wrong with the car. Yep. So it's like, yeah, I know a bit about cars and have a look at me. Yeah. But then still giving me a phone call going, oh, this is broken. Is it broken or is it leaking? Oh, it's leaking. There's a fucking difference, mate. I'm just, I'm, I'm glad that, because I always thought I would get ripped off because of just how I look. Yeah. But it's nice to know that people who look like they know about cars also get ripped off. Oh, it never <laughs> ends. And they just see what they can get. It's, oh, nine, $900 for new tyres. They're 15 inches. Are the tyres made out of Ferrero shares or some shit? I'll have to give you, because I live in, also in Coburg. So I'll give, okay. you, I'll give you my guy. Angelo, no. he's good. Mate, I'm driving back to St Kilda. I'm going to my guy. He's got a Pontiac Trans Am. I like him. I buy him a carton of beer every Christmas. I'm going back. Do you reckon you'll get to St Kilda in your car? It needs. I've heard it needs $3,500 of work. Oh, mate. It would fucking go for another 20,000 Ks with all the stuff they've made up. All right. So what we're going to do, we're going to talk your four burners. Now, you're, you're very nice. You said you've been listening to it. You, you crammed. You crammed. I crammed the, the exam. Yeah. Well, no, I was coming back from Gladstone yesterday and I love, I'm a big, I'm a podcast nerd. I love a good pod. Put one on and I got hooked. I listened to like five or six in right. a row. Excellent. And I actually, I like the production. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of relaxing. You get into it. It's quite nice. Little... And I was like, imagine my shit voice coming through this. <laughs> it's going to be great. So we start... It's family, health, career, friends, your choice. Which one do you want to start with? Oh, my God. I actually was really stressing about this. Um, you choose. All right. Let's go, uh, let's go family. Family. Done. That's in front of me. So you're you still close with your family? Um, as close as you can be when you live on other sides of the country. Yeah. Um, we, mum and dad still live in Perth. Um, my, I, we could probably call each other once a week. Yep. Um, my brother, I probably speak to like once a year. Yep. I wouldn't say we're super close. The older brother, younger brother? Older brother. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't say we're a super tight, tight family. You know when you go to those house, you go to someone's house and you're like, they're in family group chats and shit. Yep. Like my family tried to start a group chat. I left instantly. Did, you, did your family in lockdowns try and start any like Zoom calls, family Zoom calls and stuff like that? I couldn't talk to my parents during the lockdown yeah. because it was just so unrelatable. Like yep. Perth, they're like, oh, I had to scan a QR code. I was like, oh, I haven't been out of the house in three weeks. But yeah, cool. Beck's family also, her parents from from Perth. And in the lockdowns, her mum was sending over, like she would make face masks. And we're like, oh, there you go. I'm like... Not helping. Thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you. I know. I know your heart's in the right place. But that, their family is that kind of family where they was like they'd try and do like a weekly Zoom chat and they'd play like a board game over Zoom, and it was like because her brothers in London, her sister lived in Melbourne. What as is well. this in the lockdown or just in, in general? In, in the lockdown, like oh, they're okay. like, oh, we'll play a family board game. We'll do that. That'll be fun. And I was like, I'm. I'll, I'll, I'll sit with my kids out the back of the room and we'll be on. The good thing the I screens. like about my family is they would never suggest a family board game to me because they yeah. know I'd say fuck off. <laughs> so they kind of know me, you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, how, how, many difference, how many years difference between you and your brother? I think my brother's two years older than me. He was two grades above me in school, yeah. so that all makes sense, yeah. Right. So you think. So, you, yeah, probably yeah, not that close. Probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, he's, he, I was year 10, he was year 12, so yeah. two years. Yeah, yeah easy. So uh, growing up, were you close with your mum or your dad? Or, oh, easy, mum. Mum's boy. boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what it is. Mum, is it just a boy thing? Like, I don't know. Like, I thought the, the sun shone out of my mum's ass. Yeah. I think, I don't know if that's more of a comedy 
person as well. Right. I think there's a lot of mum's boys in comedy. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm like, mummy. No. I'd just say mum was the go-to. Yeah. And I also had a super close relationship with both my nans. Oh, yes. But mum, dad worked away in the mines. Yeah. So we didn't, dad was away from like 5am till 6 at night. Yep. So we didn't really, like besides like... That we only really saw him like an hour or two a day, maybe. Yeah. What what kind of dad was he? Was he hands on, or was he like come home, sit in a chair for a while, and then just <laughs> calm down? Um, dad's a bit old school. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say he like he's. My granddad was super super old school, and my dad's a bit better. Yep. But it's not. Um, yeah, he was more like I'd come home, he'd sit on the couch, mum would make the meal. You know, we're watching ABC News, then we watch Channel 9 News, yep. and then we watch another SBS News. Oh, news. News family. Yeah, he just used to watch three fucking newses in a row. Yeah. Dad was a good dad. <coughs> oh, sorry. I just slept in some shit air conditioning the other night. Um, good dad, but, I mean, yeah, busy. Like, he yeah. just fucking worked. Yeah. You know, he worked his ass off for us. Like, we, you know, we weren't, we're typical working class family. Um, dad worked and mum worked. Yep. So, you know, we were at out of school care a lot and stuff like that. So, so your dad worked in the mines. What did your mum do? Mum was a teacher's assistant. Oh, same as mine. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and Cameron James. Like, yeah. Oh, really? Must be something about that. All three of us are musical comics. Yeah. <laughs> Loving you. Uh, so, do you have a role in your family that you play? Um, I'd say I used to. Um, but now I'm kind of, I feel a li- slightly detached from my family just because of distance. Um, and also the thing is when you move away from your family, even though it's been 12 years since I've been there, they still treat you yep. like that day you left. Yep. And I'm a very independent person who doesn't like to be told what to do. So it's, it's quite, it does cause conflict in the house. When I'm like, where are my pants? Mum's like, oh, I picked them up off the floor and I washed them. It's like, I know you're trying to be a mum, yeah. but I'm a fucking man. And then then I've tried before going, I'm going to go stay in a hotel or somewhere different. And then that doesn't work. Yeah. So, and, and I don't get me wrong. I'm not acting like I'm a fucking angel. I'm a pain in the ass as well. But my original role would have been, um, I was probably the, the smart ass troublemaker. Yeah. Always doing something. I mean, mum had... Two kids with ADHD, so that's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. One of them has well, one. I have ADHD, which is out, like more outwards, and my brother was introverted with ADD. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she was quite busy. She yep. was a busy mum, and then that's probably why, like, when my me and my dad were younger, we didn't get along. Yep. Because, like, he like it was always punishment. Because I fucked up all day or did something and then when dad came home, he's shitty and tired and then it's discipline time. Yeah. And then you're like, fuck, you know? And it's only like within the, I'd say in the last, like now I've left home and an adult, we can actually have a relationship and communicate. And then, you know, it's also when men lose their testosterone, it makes shit a lot easier. Yeah. So how old's your dad? Dad's probably coming up to, fuck, I'm no good with ages and shit. He'd, I mean, he'd be over 60, yep. but he wouldn't be hit quite 70, maybe 64, 65. Yep. So, so now you get on as like more mates than a father-son role or is it still him trying to tell you, no, this is what you should be doing? D- Dad's really good with advice. Like yep. he's a very level-headed guy. I'm very fiery and my first instincts is like, fuck you. Well, the mechanic instinct yep. just before. Um, and I need, I need time to process and calm down where he's pretty level-headed i'd still i still ring he's the first person i'll ring for advice yeah like even with the car thing before i'm like can you believe this fucking dickhead's charged me 900 bucks for tires and he's like fuck that i'll go here or yeah. he won't swear but he was like go to this place blah 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 so i always ring him for advice but i'd say i didn't capitalize dad had a very tough relationship with his granddad because my granddad's a very tough man and yep. also had a very tough life um, and didn't know how to communicate. I don't think he was a good communicator to his kids and whatever. Yeah. And dad had some learning difficulties that I had, but no one knew what it was back then. So they just thought he was stupid and lazy and probably went around the wrong way of trying to fix that by yep. like homework and, you know, maybe floggings or whatever. 
Um, so, yeah, my dad trying to then teach us was not as bad as his dad, but it was kind of the same path. It's really interesting. You get to an age where you realise that your parents were also once children who had yeah. rougher than what... And I think most parents are just like... I, like, I just want my kids to have an easier time than I had. Yep. And if your parents... And my parents are the same. My parents, like, my mum's dad died when she was, like, nine years old. Uh, my dad... On my dad's side, like, his dad was quite sick uh, for a long, long time. And there was a lot of, like, family secrets and stuff like that. And a lot of... A lot of uh, what's the word? Like, uh, self-medicating, I'll say. Okay? Yeah. And so they came... But at the end of the day, they really did... Their, their parents loved them, but they just didn't have the tools to show. And also with all the stress, so there's like, yeah, there'd be like beltings and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, well, that was that time though. Yeah. It's, it's even weird to say like, because then it makes my dad look like a bad guy. But my dad used to hit me. My mum used to hit me. Yeah. And that's just how it was. I, I, and I with, To be honest, I wouldn't change a fucking thing. I grew up in a family of three boys. We were forever smacked. Yes. Like it was just that thing. And it was that whole mum would belt us and then she'd wait till your dad gets home. And then yeah. we're like, oh, he's... Although mum, I'd say, belted us even harder because she was there when the incident happened. Gets to see the fire. Yeah. <laughs> so, mum, mum's Rambo yeah. first blood. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I remember my younger brother, like, he, once he was chasing me around the house with a block of wood. Yeah. And then threw it at me, but I was in the doorway, so I just closed the door. He hit the door, big hole in the door, and we're like, you white, oh, fuck, dad's going to fucking kill you. Oh, this man. Is- it's so good when you're not the first one in the, you know, the snipe, sniper yeah. scope when you get, they get home, you know? And so, because we always would get the wooden spoon. That would be the thing, like, and so Brent yeah. went and drew a funny face on the wooden spoon <laughs> and did some craft on it. So when they got it, they kind of laughed, oh. trying to, didn't trying to work. calm it down to 10%. Work. Yeah. I used to do, I used to, uh, over if mum hit me, I'd be like, I'll overact, yeah, and, and then go, and then she'd be like, oh, that's it, yeah. Or I'd do the my classic one was dad used to like pick us up by the arm, the one arm, tri- yeah, and then you'd go with, you'd swing with it, yeah, like you'd move your hips just to impact, the, like knock ten percent off it, you know. Well, my older brother taught me, he goes, because I would always do the one arm thing, but with my other arm, I'd try and block it. Like oh this, yeah, yeah. And Jason was like, you've got more meat on your ass, like. Let that hit get hit because if he hits your hands, it's going to hurt more. So just let him smack you. I love the strategy, yeah. you know. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was my dad. But I, I'd like there was parts I wish I could go back in time and redo with him yeah. that I'm kind of redoing now, but don't have enough time because I'm busy. Like my dad, um, his thing is he loves cars. He loves fixing cars. Yeah. Um, he's pretty much a mechanic. Were you always being. into cars as a kid as well? Th- this is where it's hard because my dad was interested in it and loved it. So, and was always keen and he would be like, hey, look, I'll show you how to bleed the brakes. I'll show you how to change the brake pads and, and I'd help him. But I knew it would piss him off if I didn't pay attention. Yep. So that was my fuck you back to him was being like, yeah, I don't care about this or whatever. Yep. And now those moments, I, if I could... If I had a, if I could go back in time, I'd re-spend more time with him doing that because a I'm super interested in that stuff now, yeah, and I would have learnt more, and it would have been better for our relationship, yeah, and and because he's always working, so like, well, he would work on the cars on the weekend, and we could spend some time together. I think that father son thing is important where you've got something else to do, not just oh let's have a sit down chat. I don't think boys no react well for that, but if no. you're doing something where you're not making eye contact. You yeah. still have a chat. It feels less intimidating. Yeah, even like shit, like, you know, like if we're getting a stump out of the ground and like he would let us swing an axe and we're having, like, and then yep. he'd do it, then I'd do it. And then as long as we're doing something, our, my favourite time with my dad was when we go to the tip. Oh, my grandma used to take us to the tip. Oh, I love the tip. The amount of banana lounges we brought back that never worked. Man, you could just throw rocks at anything. <laughs> it was fucking, throw paint cans into a big hole. <laughs> did, you ha- did you also have an incinerator at your house? No. Oh, we had the incinerator. That was a fun day. Once a month, just and you dad, burn shit, burning everything. Like, yeah, dude. Terrible, I mean, we we technically had one, but not a leak. Like it was just me <laughs> in the shed lighting shit on fire. Uh, so, because um, I know you like Bathurst, was that a big family event? You all sat down and watched it, or? Well, the thing is about like I always I think as a kid I kind of pretended like I didn't care. Yeah. And be like, oh, I'm not interested. But me and Dad used to sit down. Dad always had the supercars on. Yep. And I, we always used to watch it. 
we only had like we had one we had a second TV, but it didn't really kind of work. Yep. So you kind of forced to do that, and then I'd be like, oh, I don't care, but I knew all the fucking drivers. Yeah. But I act like I didn't care just to piss him off a bit. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's, is that psychotic? No, that, I think that's just what uh, some children do just to kind of rebel and show their independence. Yeah, yeah. I'm my own person. I don't need to, even though you're interested. You know? yeah. yeah, and I was. And then because our street was very Ford v Holden and uh, we were staunch Ford. Yeah. So like, you know, we'd, I'd just be giving anyone shit who had a Holden in the street. And if the car broke down and we saw some oil in the driveway, we'd be fucking Holdens, mate. Um, so now when you get together, like you said, when do you move out of home? What age? I moved out of home pretty, pretty, pretty much as soon as I could. Like I'd say I moved out before my older brother. I was yeah. like 18. Yep. I moved out of home only around the corner. Bit like strange. it was three streets away to a mate's house. And I lived there for a couple of years, which was yep. a fucking interesting place to live. Like, you know, there was wrecked cars out the front. There was fucking... You know, it was a very dodgy house. His uncle was like a fucking dealer and shit. So, like, I did, I wasn't there at the time, but the like the TRG swarmed the house and shit, and like put like kicked all the windows in, smoke grenades and shit. It was there was no it was one of the houses yeah. that was an issue. There was a guy who used to live out the front of the like on the back of a Toyota. You could get this like camper van accessory, which was like a little mini caravan. And it wasn't in a Hilux, it was just loose. And there's just you'd be a guy that lived there sometimes yeah. called Mark. Did your parents ever go and visit that house? Yeah, they hated it. Yeah. <laughs> like dad came over. <coughs> dad came over once. <coughs> Sorry. Dad came over once and what I used to get for food was I'd buy a barbecue pack from Coles, um, which was like 12 bucks, yeah. a lettuce and a loaf of bread. And then I'd buy like... 30 cartons of emu export a bottle of passion pop and fucking whatever else booze i could get with that and then dad would come over and i'd try and give him a vb or an export and he'd be like i'm not fucking drinking that shit <laughs> but i used to look around the house because i had like a, a dog called gypsy that was fucking ratty the house was riding down there was shit everywhere like the swimming pool was um Maybe the swimming pool isn't Sorry, there. I, I love, it's so Perth to live in a rundown house and still have a swimming pool. That's oh, great. no, but the, they didn't maintain the swimming pool, so it was just like a swamp. Yep. And then we put freshwater fish in there so we could go fishing. <laughs> and then this is... Because this house has been... Because my best friend used to... It's a weird house, so I lived there with a mate, but I... Um, I knew his brother from his brother was in the same year as my high in my primary school. So I'd been going to that house since I was two. So I've seen it in all yep. forms of like, like it's st- we still have it now. My mate Tony, because my mate since who I moved in with passed away, yeah. And I'm still best friends with his dad, and he's still in that house. But yep. it's cleaned up now and it's nice. But I, it's just such a walk down memory lane because that house is feels like a second home, you know. Yep. All right, so that's family. We'll do family. Which one do you want to do next? That was easy. Let's do get the boring ones out of the way. Uh, health. All right. Do you reckon you're healthy? Um, I would say aspects of my life are healthy. All right. What what, what aspects? The I'm pretty good eat with diet, like yep. food. Like this year in particular, I've really fucking stepped up a notch. I've started doing. Um, I started. I listened to this fucking. It's called um, something habits. Um, I don't know. It's about forming good habits, atomic habits. Yep. And I've got a new spreadsheet now, which tracks like just not because no, I have a, I have to have a to do list because my head's fucking all over the shop. Yep. And I have now I have a personal to do list, which is actually good for me and my health. So it's like little things like every day I, I get to tick a box and like I get to, it tracks my week and percentages and shit. So it's like it's boring shit like stretching. And I've got to fuck back. So I've got to use my hip flexor machine. Yep. Have you had a protein shake? Have you done the run or gym? You know what I mean? So you can really track your life down. I'm yep. good with food, but I think we all know where I get my calories from. <laughs> I love a fucking drink. Yeah, but that's okay. If, you, like, if you're enjoying it and you're not... Like, Am I? How, how many nights a week do you drink? Um, as per the app last week, six out of seven. Six out of seven. Okay. Like... <laughs> And do you want to know how many nights I've had off in the last month? How many? Three. Three. And do you recover okay? Couldn't tell you what the difference is because I've never woken up great. <laughs> Are you an okay sleeper? 
Um, maybe. I, do, I see, this is why I've got to get on top of this because I never used to be a grump in the morning, but now I'm a grump in the morning for yep. like a couple of hours. And it's like, am I a grump or am I just hung over? Yeah. So sleep-wise, I don't like going to sleep. I, uh, are you a coffee drinker? I drink... I could I, if no one if someone goes man you never have a coffee again it wouldn't like blink an eyelid yep. but I will have a I will have like a fucking pod thing in the morning or yep. some shit yep. but if it doesn't happen I couldn't give a fuck yeah but yeah I'm just a bad sleeper like I don't like going to bed um and I th- maybe that comes back because I was quite I was medicated as a kid and I had insomnia from so much dexamphetamines yep. that when I went to bed I'd lie there for four hours so now I'm like. I don't know if I'm scared to go to bed or some shit, but I don't like the whole pro- like getting in there. You're like, oh fuck, and then it takes me ages to calm down. Yeah, I'm trying to fucking meditate and shit, but yeah, I was gonna say, can you shut your mind off from things? Because um, I'm guessing with the ADHD, there's a lot that's kind of running through. Man, there's just it's just so much fucking noise. Writing that out the lists is good. Yep, because then I'm not too focused on what's happening the next day because I've written it down. Or if something pops in, I'll go and write it down, then it's out of my head. Yeah. Um, but I like, I've got fucking weed pens and shit like that to help me get to sleep. But I don't know if that's a good thing. You would pr- rather come at it from a normal way. But yeah, the booze is something I, I struggle with though. Like I've got to get on top of that. Or otherwise, you know, I'll just die early or something. I mean, look, you, you enjoy it and it's not like... I know, but the thing is, like, I enjoy it. I'm fun on it. I don't, like, I'm not... That is true. You're not, you're not a bad drunk. I'm not like, a bad a drunk. drunk. I'm a fun drunk. Like, the only thing is I'm probably a bit of a cunt in the morning for two hours, you know? But it does make... I can see the days that it makes me unproductive and some days it takes... It takes, it takes a whole day from you. Yeah. Like, if, you, if I have a big one, it's t- it takes a whole day from me. Yeah. And I struggle to do anything. I get stuff done, but it's like you're firing on, you know, two pistons. So, you're making lists. So, are you motivated by seeing a list and going, right, I've got to c- accomplish all those things? Yeah, I'm super competitive. So, this yep. spreadsheet uh, enables me to... It, it shows me, like, what percentage I'm hitting each day, like 43, 67% or whatever. Yeah. I'll try and beat the day before and I'll try and beat the week. So I'm just, I've just got to, with ADHD, like no one really fucking knows. I know everyone's got it nowadays or whatever. Yeah, um, but for some of those actually, actually clinically have it. diagnosed. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, lot, yeah. There's a lot of people out there who are like, yeah, I've got it. Have you yeah. been diagnosed? No, I just know I've got it. Maybe go get the diagnosis. I know it's very expensive to get the diagnosis, but yeah. But yeah, if you're going to claim it, you know. So I've, for, for years I had to, tr- you, you got to figure out how you learn and how, stuff works for you and then if it's not working and for example if you keep being late to meetings and something like that then you go i'll just remember next time well remembering doesn't work so what's a fucking solution and the solution is then writing it down setting an alarm so i'm pretty good with systems and if i understand how something works i can work to that system so my brain constantly is like well you gotta do all this stuff today fuck and i get overwhelmed and i don't do anything yep so i write if i write it all down then I go, well, fuck, I don't need to go to the fucking post office. That's not important. So what's the first important thing? All right, this edit's due tomorrow. We'll fucking work on that, cunt. And yeah. then, or you go, or you want to start the day off easy. You go, well, I've got to pay these three invoices. Fuck, that take me two minutes. Yeah. Dun, dun. And then you're like, I'm stoked. I've achieved something. It's like, because I, I listened to a podcast. I feel what it's called, but it's the whole thing. It was like, if you can do a task in a minute, just do it. Don't put it off. Because you yeah. actually feel that sense of accomplishment. And you're like, done. It's easy. And it makes it so the bigger, if you can do the little ones means the bigger ones you're more prepared for and it doesn't overwhelm you. Going, oh, fuck, I've got this deadline looming. I've got to do this and it's, it's in the back of my head. And then you put off all the little things and then by the time you get the big thing, you're like, your life is just like, oh, like the bed hasn't been made. I know that's a very Jordan Peterson thing to say, make your bed, but it is one of those things like, oh, you can do that. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's, I mean, I, I don't know about, I haven't listened to much of Jordan Peterson or whatever the fuck it is, but... I just I just know him from, make, his big thing was make your I, bed. I do agree with starting... Like, if your space you work in is chaos, then the, your mind's fucking chaos. Yeah. So, I try and keep... I mean, my room's a shithole at the moment because I've just moved houses, mm. but generally it's pretty neat and tidy. My office yep. is pretty neat and tidy. It was fun. There was a, uh exhibition going around years ago, and it was just a photography exhibition of someone, like, just photos of artists' workspaces. And it is interesting how, like, the ones who... They're 
like artwork is more chaotic, their space was actually pretty decent. Yeah, and the ones right. who were like, you know, the by the numbers, like just painting a landscape, their work like, you're like how do you even walk in this space? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. So that might make sense why I'm pretty chaotic on stage there. Because <laughs> I have a clean bedroom. Uh, did your family ever talk about uh, health as a kid? Um, yeah, it was at the forefront. Yeah. Because two kids with ADHD, like, where we never had, like, biscuits yeah. or maybe some biscuits. No, nothing good. And so, like, was your parents really no sugar? No sugar, um, like, apricot pressed stuff like uh, my lunchbox was so fucking depressing like we wouldn't have packets of chips i like i would oh my god he's yeah. so envious like dunkaroos and shit like i i'd only have a dunkaroo if i went to a mate's house or something yep. but that's for a good reason like yeah. we never had cokes soft drinks all that shit um pr- mum and dad were pretty healthy and also they went to a um which is kind of odd for that gen- time but they went to a dietitian a naturopath very early on and so they were right into their juicing and yeah. all these little chemicals. And we never, not you know, the little dropper things yep. for your livers and shit. And we never had butter. We always had Nuttalex, soy. We were the same Nuttalex because my dad had a heart attack uh, at 31 and then another one at 44. And so butter was just, we never had it in the house. Yeah, right. And then I think the, the researchers swapped on that and saying, yeah, margarine's no good for you. Yeah, well, I think butter's good because it's just natural, isn't yeah. it? Or whatever. Like, so, I mean... F- with all that shit, they just make it up each week, you know? It is. The, yeah, they, they continue to research and go, all right, no, we've discovered this now. Just so go for a run twice a week. My big thing is eggs. Everyone's like, because I've got high cholesterol, so I don't have eggs. But then they're like, oh, no, it's good cholesterol. I'm like, well, all I know is when I do it, it, put it in my little app, which tracks my food and my calorie intake. Every time I have eggs, I'm way over the recommended cholesterol intake. So. Uh, mine doesn't do cholesterol because I, I fucking love an egg. Like, yeah. I'm probably like two or three eggs a day. Yeah. I fucking a fiend for them. Well, you used to, when I was like, would work from home a lot more, I'd have eggs for lunch pretty much oh. most days. Scramby eggs, fried eggs. Oh, I love a scrambled egg. Uh, so physical health, you know, it's good. I'd say good in the sense I go to the gym, I exercise a lot, I um, mountain bike, I'm yep. very physical, I'm always doing something, I can't stop, I can't sit still for too yep. long. Um, but where I get my calories and why I'm fucking fat at the moment is because I'm like, I'll, I'll monitor all day and I'm like, man, I'm under. In fact, yeah. it tells me to eat more and have more stuff. But where it gets me is when I start putting 10 pints down and then it's like, then you buy a Philly cheesesteak at 12 o'clock at night. Well, you know? Yeah. I think that's the main thing when people drink they, and their food habits go out of whack after yep. 11 o'clock. Uh, but uh, mental health, do you have any red flags when you know that, okay, I might need to like slow down here and focus on this? When I was living in a trailer, <laughs> that was a big red flag for me. And I was like, fuck, this isn't going well. Um, there was some circumstances though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We are living in a housing crisis. You're just broken up with someone. I mean, it's, yes. it's not like it was like, yeah. No, no, no. I'm out. I've got a nice place now. But I, I, it does take me, I could be better with my mental health. Um you know, I, I'm like anyone, we're going ups and downs and shit like that. And we work in a very stressful, creative environment, yeah. which probably isn't the best for your mental health, you know, and then like routines are broken and things like that. Um, I'd say my mental health goes up and down. Like at the moment, I feel like I'm rolling on 60%, but I'm going up, Yep. you know, because I'm like these little 1% of these little tasks are making me happier. And if you look after your body, then your mind comes into it. It's all one by one. Um, but yeah, I've, I've had some bad spots. I mean, we all have. It's a very, our industry's kind of, it's not like you do well, you get this. Yep. It's not that based. It doesn't work that way and it can fuck your head. Do you think most of your low moments are from like career stuff? Um, as of only because I put so much emphasis on my career, but I've kind of tackled it differently and kind of last year I had a real fucking moment where I was like, fuck this shit, you know, like kicking the fridge or whatever. And then I had to really listen to how I normally come at things and go, and I had to actually give myself a pep talk, which sounds like wild, but I think I brought myself out of that by 
living to like how I believe. So it's like comedy's fun. No one owes you fuck all. Yeah. And yeah, if you work harder, you things you get, but life doesn't always work that way. Um, and I was like, oh, that's good. And then I watched this fucking, um, this documentary um, and it's got, who's, who's that? Is that Jonah Hill or something? Yeah. With, with his um, therapist? So I, yeah. Yeah. And I loved it. Yeah. Because it was like clear and simple. It's like, man, you've got to, all the things that you think are negative and whatever, you're kind of making them up around you yeah. and people get caught in loops and then they get caught in cycles no matter what happens, and he said, with everything good, there's always a bit of shit attached to it. If you get a pearl, pearls are made out of shit. I was like, that makes sense to me. And then he's like, doesn't matter what happens, is you just got to keep moving forward. Doesn't matter what happens, whether it's good, bad, or whatever, just put the next foot in front of each other, and that's the only thing you can do. Yeah. And when it's bad, and like, for example, you know, I went through a breakup, which was hard because I, you know, we both love each other. And then I had to move out of that place because I wanted her and the cats to be safe and whatever. And then, you know, I gave her like, it put me in a bad financial position because I wanted her to be comfortable. Yeah. And then not being able to find a house, being a burden on friends. And then like my film work that I do stood lying, that all fucking died. I got a fucking whopping tax bill. Like it was just all just piling on, piling on. I got a sheriff's notice and I was like, Man, I think I'm the in the worst spot I've ever been in, but I had this weird belief that I knew I could get out of it yep. if I just keep working and moving forward, which sounds psychotic, but I knew I'd get out of it, and now I'm kind of out of it. Like, I've got a house, I've got a new accountant who fixed the fucking tax bill. Yeah. It's all... The 1% is all... Pi- they fucking pile on it all at once, and sometimes you feel like it's overwhelming and it's too much, but the only thing you can do... You can either lie down... And just fucking cop it and just get the shit kicked out of you. Or you can stand up and walk. Yeah. And I think that's the best thing is just going like, all right, well, I've got no, what are my problems? All right, well, I had to go get a new job driving a fucking bus. Didn't want to do that. Yeah. Bit of an ego shot, but fuck it, move forward. Just do that. And yep. then all of a sudden, when you start moving forward and, then, and little positive things happen, they seem to attract other positive things. Yeah, I think when you take the ego out of it as well, it does, you can crystallize it a bit more and go, oh yeah, this is because I was the same thing. I Lost Business Specs had to go back to my old job at the library. The first day I was there, one of the other librarians was like, oh, I bet you don't want to be here. I'm like, this is fucking saving my life. I, yeah. I really do want to be here. Like, if I'm not here, I'm at home thinking, like, stupid, like, egotistical things. This is really good. I mean, I didn't say that. I went, no. oh, no, it's great. It's a good job. I like it. It's kind of stuff. But it is that thing where you go, if you – and I was the same. I threw myself into work because mm. it took me out of my own head. I was like, I'm concentrating on something else. And then, I mean – I had a few more issues with that because it was like, I'll go into that in my actual show of this, but it was that thing of going like, yeah, I can, I can control this. All that other stuff is out of my control at the minute, yeah. but if I can control this and if I can conquer this, then I can tackle those ones as well. And dad always said something to me good growing up. He said, just worry about the things that you can control yeah. as well as in like, what can I can? And that was in that fucking doco thing as well. Yeah. What can you control? I can control food that comes into my body. Yeah. I can control my happiness to a, an extent, as in like, what makes you happy, Brett? All right, if I'm with my friends, that makes me happy. If I exercise, that makes me happy. If I eat well, I'm happy. All right, I can control that. Okay, I can't control what happens in comedy. Um, what can you can control? Okay, I can control my output of shit I write. It controls sketches. I can control um, going to gigs. I can control the other things, though. I can't control. Yeah. So you just got to go whatever. But we're in a place right now where kind of you can run your own fucking game. Yeah. We got YouTube. We got Instagram. If you're going, oh, fuck, I've got to wait for the head of Channel 10. It's like, who the fuck even watches Channel 10? Yeah. Make your own path, you know? Still watch at 6.30 every night, guys. Uh, I need a job. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. So while we're talking about career, let's, let's do that one now. Yeah. So we'll do a career. So did you always want to be like a comedian? Um, the first thing I ever wanted to be when I was super little, I, sh- I saw a clown at the shops yep. and I, and I, he got me up on stage and then like, he had like a sock along so- uh, one sock and we put into this little small washing machine yeah. and he's like, spin it three times. And I span it seven times and then all these different things happened and I, and people were clapping and I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then I saw the movie it 
yeah. like maybe a year later yeah, and I was petrified of clowns now. I fucking hate them. So, so one of my earliest memories of is we were at, it was called Adventureland. Was it, no, Australia's Wonderland. It was in Sydney. I yeah. was like four or five years old and my brother got chosen out of the audience to go and help a magician. Okay. And I remember being so fucking jealous. Yes. I was just sitting there going, that should have been me. Like, I, I'm the... I, I can do this. He doesn't even yeah. have charisma. Yeah, I, I can do it. And Get I remember another time when I was like six or seven, the Harlem Globetrotters came to town. See that? You're a big basketball fan as well. Yeah. That's fucking... And they, and they would choose a kid out of, the, out of the crowd and they chose the kid who was two seats down from me and he had to go shoot two uh, foul shots and he missed them both. And I was like, I could have made those. I should like, and it was that thing of like at a very young age going, I want to be in the middle of it all. I want to be the people looking at me. And you're like, if I sunk those two baskets, they would have got me into the Harlem oh, Globetrotters for sure. Yeah, my, yeah, my whole yeah. career is different. Um, do you, and I, I think I know this, do you have set out five year, 10 year, 15 year plans? Not to that extent, but because that's too far yeah. for me. Um, maybe I should, I don't know. But I kind of, uh, I do have goals and yeah. I have to force myself to write them. Yeah. But I'm kind of in this space now where I've, um, I've like, I've kind of achieved a lot of fucking things I wanted to do. So yep. I've got to sit down and reassess. Like my biggest goal was the gala. Yeah. And did you celebrate that as well? Did you actually take time to go? That was fucking great. I, yeah, yeah. I went out the back and had a little fucking cry. Yeah. And drank a beer. Yeah. And it was. I think insane. that's because I did when I did the gala as well. The same thing it was like this is all I wanted to do. This and host rage. They were the two things I wanted to do. And the gala was like, oh, yeah, I've done that. And I got to actually have a little moment and go, oh, this is everything was, I wanted. In yeah. the time when I was on stage, wasn't enjoying it because your head's just going, I've just got to. And also I was doing a lot of words. I uh, just got to, got to nail all these. And then afterwards, I go, oh, reflect and go, that was fucking amazing. I was lucky because I was in the moment which I wouldn't have been on the moment if Ben Lomas didn't come up and hug me and tell me how awesome it was just yep. before I got on. And I've got the photo of that and I fucking, I've got to get it framed. But he was like, man, this is the coolest thing ever. Man, this is the best day. Like we were, used to hang out at the Exford together. He's a and good mate like that. Oh he, man, he's the best. He's very, ha like he's happy for his friends to do well, which I is... I love the cunt. Someone who's in the same industry, sometimes that can be quite hard for people. Yeah, but I, 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 and this is a new thing I'm trying to get my head around as well. I mean, and because no one tells you how to navigate comedy or whatever, because you're like, oh, where the fuck do they get that? And you're like, do you want that? Yeah. No. Would you be good at it? No. Then shut the fuck up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So uh, you moved over to Melbourne for comedy. That was what, 12 years ago? No, yeah, I didn't move. I moved for two reasons. So I moved for because I worked in the kind of the TV industry over there. Yep. And there's more film work over here. And also uh, comedy was obviously a reason. Um, and I got not big, but I got paid quickly and was getting good spots. I wasn't good. Uh, I thought I was um, too quick. And I don't, Man, you, it's easy to be the big big fish in a small pond, but where the real work is is becoming the big fish in the big pond. Yeah. And I, and if I got too comfortable, I knew I wouldn't have left. And I had some other reasons to leave Perth as well. Like, I mean, we'll get into it with friends, like a lot of problems with meth and shit like that. Yeah. So everything was pointing to go to Melbourne. So the big lights were calling and I got a fucking reality check on my fucking first gig and shit like that but what was the first gig first gig was actually station 59 oh, yeah? and the guy um brought us on to one of the fucking just after someone had died um to an awful fucking joke and yeah don't like the guy um and then the second gig was or one of the first gigs i remember when i was like spleen was the big ticket for me yep I was like, I was gearing up all week for it, you know. Did I host that? I remember I hosted once because you told me your show was called Wizard's Piss. And I, I laughed and said, I've got to, I'm going to tell the audience he's doing a show called Wizard's oh, Piss. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that wouldn't have been my first one, no, because I had the bartender's guide to idiots before that. Okay, and yeah. I was in Melbourne. But yeah, Wizard's Piss is, um, yeah, it's, it's a great title and heaps of people came and saw it. <laughs> um, but I had the full like... 
had my headphones in, you know, like that. I even put it, like, just happened to come onto the mix, that song, like that, doom, 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 by fucking 8 Mile or whatever the fuck, Eminem. By Eminem, yep. And I was, and I just, I was like, man, this is going to be your fucking big moment, dude. And I just bombed. Yeah. And I was like, all right. But I suppose that's what's good about comedy is like, once again, you can give up or you can pick yourself up yeah. and go again. And you learn, you learn from those things. You're all right. What did yeah. I do wrong? If, if, I mean, if you're somewhat reflective, I've seen some people never learn. You go, no, I'm going to do the same thing. And go, the reason that's not working is that's the first thing you're saying to them. Let them like you before you go on. And yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's There's a you. lot to be taken from taking advice from people. And there's also like a lot to say when you're like, and I have it as well, even when I do lighting and rigging and stuff, sometimes you, you bite off more than you can chew. And even this a guy rang me the other day going, oh, can you rig this thing and this thing? And I thought he was rig- talking about rigging a light. And I was like, yeah, I can fucking definitely do that. I mean, he's like, then he sent me all these specs for the camera. I said, oh, camera rigging, like, yeah, but I was like, I was like, fuck this. I'm not going to go and ruin my week being nervous about it. And I rang him. I was like, man, I don't know if I can do this, but I can have a go at it if you've got this, this, and this, and this. But I don't want to waste your time and make you look like a fuckhead. He's like, no, I appreciate the honesty. Yeah. So I think a bit of like taking shit on board and also it's okay if you don't know. Yeah. You can always ask. Yeah. And, and knowing your limitations as well is also a, a very smart thing to do. Otherwise, yeah. you get like... Next time they might, if they have someone needs to rig lights, they're not going to call you because I don't know. You well, fucked he up. fucked up the other yeah. thing, you know, so. Yeah. Um, if you wasn't doing comedy, can you see yourself doing another job and being really happy? <laughs> uh, yeah, I can. But uh, the problem is once you do comedy, I mean, and as we all know, like you can't, it's hard to leave. Yeah. Um, but I, during the lockdown, I had such a good time because I mean I've been working in the film industry for 10 years and that's a quite a full-on job it's intense it's stressful it's quick you have to be good there's not that many people that do it you get fired pretty quickly yeah if you're not if you're shit um that's just the nature of the game um but car I I I worked on a construction site with a great guy called Bryce and Craig and um I just really enjoyed working with wood I really enjoyed, I enjoy building things yeah. and, and seeing things being done. I enjoy the, I enjoy that process. Also, even in your day jobs, you've been very lucky in terms of like, you got creative opportunities off the back of them. Like you were well, working in film, so it's kind of creative anyway. But yeah. then when you're a movalist, you got it to be on a TV show. Yeah, yeah. With a guy who's now like Instagram famous because he is the voice the of voice the Flinders <laughs> Street Station. Yeah, yeah. I'm wearing his hat right now. He's from a great band called Sorted Ordeal. I love the guy. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's what happens if that's what I was talking about. Like, like I was, I love, I, in, I removals I enjoyed. Yeah. I was positive, and then you know, good things attract to you. Yeah. So, I mean, that TV show was a flop, but it was also shit. So, I get it. That's right. But at least you've, you've had jobs where you've got to be you as well. Yes. You haven't had to pretend to be someone else. Like, when I was working a library and you're around kids, you have to put on a, a different persona because you've got to be responsible and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's really draining. Like, you yeah. come home from the day and go, oh, I just want to be myself for a bit. I, I think I have been lucky. Like, I, was, like I worked as an underwater camera guy, which was, you know... In my, I love like love the ocean. I love diving. Yeah, I've worked in things that are very in my field, and I've never had to really. Probably comedy was the hardest place for, for me to fit in or whatever because that was people from who did theatre. Yeah, and we didn't have theatre at our school. Well, well, we did, but you know. Also, when you started, you're very different to how you are now. Yeah, yeah. Like you would, you were looking at what was kind of popular. And trying yeah. to fit your, yourself into that. I try yeah. to push myself into a mould. I, I wore a cardigan and I had a flip chart. You know what hey, I mean? Hey, you're talking to the king. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the king of the cardians, you know? <laughs> but, no, I, but the thing is, like, I, like, when we were in Perth, like, the comedians who were fucking big, it, it was you, um, Joel Crete, like, the people we would see, and I was like, oh, is that what they want? Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I'm trying to fit in that mould, but the best gigs I'd ever do in Perth or when I came back were when there were rough crowds because I know how to deal with them. So yeah. it took me probably more time to find to be comfortable in my own skin and comedy than any other industry because yeah. everything like for film it was like yeah it's all blokes talking shit and fucking whatever but also i think the film industry did make me a little bit rougher than i was when i was 
came out of school yep. because it's a very tough bullying alpha industry. Yeah, and it's competitive as well. Very competitive yeah. and fucking long days, lots of drugs and lots of alcohol. Yeah. All right. Oh, I asked this of uh, everyone in Korea. So I'm a magic genie right now. Yeah. And I can give you, I can write you a wish of anything to do with your career, but only your career. What's, what's your wish? Um, my wish at the moment is to be uh, more bigger on social media, purely for the fact that I want to, my dream is to get out of comedy clubs. Like yep. I want to do them, but I don't want that to be my bread and butter. Yep. I want to be like, I essentially want to be Luke Kidgel. Yeah. It, I, yeah, I, I look up to him. He was younger than me, but I'm like, what he's achieved in, is phenomenal. He tours all these regional towns. Like, I'd lo- I love country towns. Yep. He sells out theatre. and I, I think that is what I want for my career. Like, I, yeah, I look up to him. I, even his YouTube page, if he has a photo that's like that, I'll put a photo. I've told him as well. I'm like, man, I'll just copy whatever you do. And he's like, I copy someone else. And I'm yeah. like, great. So that's what I would want to be so I could get more people to my show so I don't have to be told what to do by fucking room bookers. Yeah. So uh, it's so funny. Most of the people, most of the comics I have on the show, the whole thing is I just want people to come to my shows. Yeah. It's not I want my own TV show. I want to do this. It's like I just want people to come. I, yeah. lo- I love stand-up so much. It's my favourite thing in the world. It also comes with two sides of it. You know, it's hard, it's depressing, it's work. Yeah. But man, I just love when people come to my show. It just fucking means the world to me, you know? Great. All right, final one, friends. <laughs> All right, you've left this one up. Were you a kid who always left there like uh, the worst thing on the plate last or did you eat that first and leave the best thing last? Uh, I'd eat the worst thing first because then you could enjoy the nice things. That's a, this might be the nice thing last. Okay, uh, you mentioned uh, you had some issues with friends in Perth. Yeah. Are you still friends with people from your youth? I am, but to a certain age group. Yeah. So, like, my high school mates, um, I'm still good friends with, some of them. Yeah. My other friend, like, I've had three best mates... Um, and two of them have kind of lost their mind, yeah. unfortunately. Um, my high school mates are still close. We're still in group chats. Um, my best mate growing up used to live next door to me. Um, and f- yeah, in high, like he started doing drugs in high school, turned into a different person, but yeah. also kind of, he kind of dragged me down a bit with him as well. Yeah. As in like, because he was quite a, a softly spoken guy. And I used to, I, I loved him, you know, he's my best mate. So... Even in high school, I could probably have sat with different people that were a bit cooler, but I'd always hang with him. Yeah. And even though he didn't really appreciate it or care that much, I was always putting myself out for him to make sure he was okay. Like, yeah. he was my number one priority. I, I'm very like that, and even yeah. now. I'm, um, but, yeah, he... Man, it, yeah, he started doing drugs and was stealing cars and um, owed some people money. And then, like, I... And I always go to save people, so it cost me a lot of fucking money to get him out of trouble. Yeah. And, and you know, it was a very stressful year or yeah. two with, you know, doing some stuff that's highly illegal to get him out of bad positions and stuff. Yeah. And then the mate that was supportive after that, who was my best friend, like my, well, I consider my best friend for four or five years, um... One of our other be- friends who I mentioned before I was living with, Dave, he um, he passed away in, in Bali. He fucking hit his head yeah. when he jumped in the water and died and that kind of fucked my mate up. And yeah. then he started using and then I called him out on it because I kind of thought it was the right thing and then it, it fucking just, yeah. If you can imagine what it's like calling a meth head out for being a fucking meth head. Yeah. It goes pretty wild, particularly when he's 120 kilo New Zealander. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one of the questions I always ask is if you've had a friendship breakup and if it was like an incident or a slow ghosting, but it sounds like you, you're you quite not comfortable, but you're you're prepared to have that incident, have that serious talk to your friends. I'm the, I've never been afraid of conflict yeah. just because it's just in my nature. To like I, I will say what I think, even yeah. if the it does result in you know, fisticuffs or whatever. That's never stopped me from saying stuff. But maybe I could have handled that one better. Um, But how old were you? 
21. Yeah, 21. So it, yeah, so this, the thing that happened with my other mate before was like 18 and yep. then the same thing started happening to this guy and I just thought thought we could fix it but then like and he was hiding it from us for years yep. and then like next thing you know you've got a tracker on your car he's hooked you up to a lie detector machine asking if he, you think he's got a drug addiction and you're like well where'd you get the fucking lie detector machine from mate you know yeah. what I mean like so full paranoia yeah um and then I I I, I spoke to his family which I thought was the right idea yeah and then, then it just fucking, it just, ex- it really fucking exploded to the point, you know, like death threats and shit like that. Yeah. So that's one of the main reasons I left Perth. I just had to get out of that yeah. shit, you know. And friends now, you've got a good group, good group of friends you're close with? Yeah, I do, actually. Um, I'm very lucky. I, my, my mates from, you know, like I said, like, I still see the same three from Perth. They're my high school mates. Yep. Um, but we are kind of detached because we are Perth but we still hang out here I've got Kappa who I can't decide whether I love him or I want to kill him at all <laughs> moments it's just a, a wild fucking uh, I don't know what's it like a needle on a fucking speedometer yeah. it's going 150 I'm going to murder him or he's the best thing that's ever happened to me but uh, you know I do love the guy um, and then I've got some good mates in comedy like I'm yep. I'm so lucky you know I yeah so when you were you know at the end of last year when you were like looking for a house and dealing with the breakup and stuff. Yeah. Did you really rely on your mates? Did you reach out? Man, it was... I normally don't ask for help. Yeah. Um, I'm really bad at asking for help. Like, I'll help anyone. I'll do anything for anyone. But yeah. I don't like the... Like, when you ask that question to someone before about the airport pickups yep. or whatever, like, I'll pick up anyone from the airport. I would never ask anyone because yep. I wouldn't want to inconvenience them. But, um, yeah, I... I um, what was the question? I got distracted there. I was going to say, uh, what did I ask? I was asking something about confrontation and then I was like, no, you're good mates. I was like, when you were good. going through... The oh, yeah. With that, with the, yeah. Oh, and that's the thing as well. Like, sometimes you're friends with people. Like, my good mate Dan, for example. Dan Mitt and I would just uh, TAFE with him. He, he moved over here after, before me. Like, we're good friends. I consider him one of my best friends. But sometimes you don't always stay in touch because he works. He's got a young family. I'm fucking all over the planet. Yeah. But I hadn't spoken to him in a year and I just said, hey, look, I'm going for a rough spot. And he's like, come stay at my house. And yeah. I, th- I will forever be grateful of that. Kappa was away for a bit. <coughs> Let me stay there. It's like, it's, it's amazing who comes and steps up to the plate. Yeah. Like even my cousin, who I haven't been the best cousin to, but I love. Yeah. He's like, come stay at my house. Are you fucking insane? Why would you? I was staying in caravan parks, fucking motels, hotels. Because I don't want to bother people. Yeah. Like, I'd rather sleep in my car than make it awkward for someone for 10 seconds. Yeah. Like, couldn't give a fuck. But then you realise if they asked you, you'd go, yeah, come stay at my house. Like It was probably the first time where I was like, okay, I'm yeah. gonna, I'll let someone help me. Yeah. And it actually, I think, made me better because I'm quite in my own lane. Like, I like to, I like to be comfortable and, like... I mean, right now I didn't have... At the moment, I, you know, I was financially fucked, but previous years I've been quite well off. Like, I'll go stay in a fucking hotel for two months or, or an Airbnb. Yeah. And I'll have a nice bed and I'll like my space and I like my things. But then I had to, because I had no money, I had to be forced to be uncomfortable and stay on couches. And I hate staying on couch. So it kind of, that four months of being turmoil was actually really good for me. Because then now I'm like, even when I got the place, I still let my partner, well, let, doesn't, you know, let her keep the bed because her bed didn't, new bed didn't rock up for a month. Yeah. And I was like, I'll just sleep on the floor on a swag in my new house. She's like, that's insane. I was like, it's fine. Yeah. It's better than I've been doing for the last thing. I'd rather you be comfortable and the cat's happy. And like, this is, I'm a swag on my floor in a house with a roof. Couldn't be happier if I tried. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you look for in a friendship? Um, oh, that, that person's going to be my, because of what? Uh, well, after all this stuff, with my other mates, it's like loyalty is a big thing for me. Like, and you know, like you can probably fuck me over and take advantage of me if you want. And I'm probably aware it's happening and I'll probably let it happen. Yeah. But you know, if you kind of want with mates, you want the same output to the input you put in, you know, like if you're, if I'm there for you, you got to be there for me. Yeah. You know, and you know, I'm a, I can be a difficult person. Like I got a bad temper and stuff sometimes. And you know, it's like, it's my way or the fucking highway, but I do listen sometimes and I, I can be better. 
But yeah, I, I think loyalty is a big one. And the thing is, like I always say with mates, it's like, man, just be honest because and tell me what's going on like and communicate or whatever. So it's like, don't be like, oh, fuck, I can't make that thing. And, and oh, fuck, I'll just let him know on the day. It's like, man, just let me know before and I won't get annoyed or whatever. Yeah. If you can't do something, just say I can't do it because there's always a solution to a problem. But if you don't know what the problem is, you can't fix it. Yeah. As someone who is your friend, you are you do genuinely listen as well. Like yeah. You do ask questions that... I'm just staring at your beautiful hairline the whole time, Josh. Happening, you know? happening in a person's life. So, <laughs> no, so but I care about my mates. Like, yeah. I'm interested. You've got two lovely boys. Like, I, yeah, if you're a good mate of mine, I, I, I'm interested. But if the other side is, which Kappa says is pretty funny, if I don't like someone, they fucking know it. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is a good quality, actually. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to lead someone on. No, I think I'm a good judge of character as well or something. It's called intuition or something. But yeah. straight away, if I don't like someone straight away, then that's kind of it really. I'll try and give them another go. But We've got the same person we don't like. It's great. Um, <laughs> they came Fuck, up, I, I, I've got a long list. They came up last week on the show too with Weebeck. So anyway, um, hey, I've, I think that's all I've got to ask about friends. Yeah. Because um, you answered the airport one and that's great. Great. All right. So this is where we come to the point of the show where you're going to – Either turn one off, turn two off, turn three off, or try and keep them all on. So now, now we'll, I th- we'll start with the way you can start with the ones you're going to keep on. Okay, but I was I was going to like after listening yesterday, I was like, can I just turn them down low <laughs> and have the other up high? You know what I mean? And also, how big are each of these burners? And um, but I liked someone's answer, and it wasn't because I I want to turn something off. But what I will always keep on, unfortunately, is just how I I'm programmed is um. Korea. Yep. Just because I I love my job, it my job is my life. If that makes sense, yeah. It's my identity, really. Um, so that's to me it doesn't. I mean, it does seem like work sometimes. Yeah. But uh, like this isn't work. It's come up a lot that we we are in a very lucky career where it's actually a very social career. So yeah. yeah. It's not like you're just crunching numbers as an accountant. No. So career is on, and this year for me and what I'm trying to get onto is health yep so that has to stay on for me because those two kind of two come hand in hand but i have to ne- turn off unfortunately the f- friends as in the sense that they don't really need me yep they're still there they've still got their own lives going on yep it's not that i'm going to ignore them or don't love them or won't be there for them but it's not that isn't like They've got their own shit going on as well. Yep. And also, if I don't look after my health, I'm a bad friend. So, and if I'm not doing my comedy, I'm not happy. And if I'm not happy, I'm a bad friend. And family, like, I love my family, but they don't, once again, they don't need, like, need me. Like, mum and dad are off caravanning, having a great fucking time. Yeah. My beautiful grandparents, unfortunately, they passed away, so I I don't have any worries about them anymore everyone's got good health my brother lives his own life fucking doing god knows what kicking people in heads and jails or whatever he does um so those are the two i would turn off but this year i'm gonna say the health is burning harder than the career yep because i feel like if i focus on that then that will naturally come up great answer I'm very, I'm very happy for you. Now let's go have a beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, th- th- you've got a uh, brand new special you've put up on YouTube for people to watch. Yes. What's it called? Uh, go Hard or Go Home. It's That's free it. on YouTube at the moment. If you just click on my Instagram, it's in the fucking bio. Great. Make sure you watch it, Brett. One of the best in the country. Thank you. And I also have a, a podcast with the uh, wonderful Bron Lewis, who is so fucking funny, called The Work Hates. And if you like adventure bike riding and two shits talking about their weekend, please listen to Flatstick <laughs> with my great mate, Nick Kappa. Nick Kappa. Hey, thanks everyone for listening to this. If you are in Melbourne, I'm doing my show, Four Burners, the stand-up show live at the Comedy Festival. Dates are April 8 to April 22, <laughs> 21. Check it out on the internet. Figure 14 it shows. It's all there. It's, it's in the show notes. And also I'm doing four live, don't you know who I am, at the Basement Comedy Club. So... 
All your favourites uh, from the Melbourne Comedy Festival will be popping up there. It's always a good uh, time. So go to joshhell.com.au for the tickets. Thanks, Blakey. Thanks for having me, mates. Yeah.